Owning a home is still the American dream, but it comes with plenty of emotional and financial challenges. Join real estate broker Ron Evans each week as he shares the latest industry and local real estate market news through interviews with other agents and industry professionals. If you're confused about today's real estate market or just want to understand the home buying and selling process, this show is for you. Here's your host, Ron Evans. Hey, everybody. Ron Evans here, and it is time for me to break down a couple different articles that have come out and with some really, I think, important real estate news in the last few days. Um, things that uh, will show some trends and different things going on here in our market so that you can make some informed decisions on buying or selling uh, here in our area or really anywhere. Um, some of these things are Orange County or California based or focused, but some of the trends we talk about, you will likely see in other parts of our country. So it's always a good idea to just listen in with an open mind. And then if I'm talking about stuff or giving statistics that aren't from your area, you can at least go back and try to compare, look at the charts and see if your area is doing the same thing and make an informed decision. So how the format works, I'm just going to read through an article that I see, and I'm going to give some feedback. I'm going to share some graphs and some charts, and then we'll open it up and I'll ask you guys to like leave some feedback and some questions and I will hit those up on another episode. So tonight we're going to talk about two articles. This is recording one of two. So you're going to get two this evening. This first one is buyers are waiving the appraisal and inspection contract contingencies less now than they were just a few months ago. So fewer buyers are waiving contingencies essentially. And this comes to us from the National Association of Realtors. It's uh, based on a survey, survey of agents and brokers and buyers uh, getting their feedback on how contracts went. And it starts, the fraction of buyers who are waiving appraisal and inspection contract contingencies has been trending downwards in recent months, according to NARS December 2021 Confidence Index Survey, a survey of realtor transactions. In the December survey, 19% of buyers waived the inspection contract contingency down from a peak of 27% just last July, while 21% of buyers waived the appraisal contingency, also down from a peak of 29% in June of 2021. See this graph right here. Got all the way back to April through December. And you can see how it started in April uh, at about 25% peaked there at uh, 29% and then has come back down to 21%. Conversely, a higher fraction of buyers did not waive any contract contingencies or 40% in December from just 21% in June. So that means in June, you had... 79% of all buyers were at least waiving some sort of a contingency. At least one of, of a contingency, either inspection, appraisal, or loan. Whereas in December, that number dropped to only 60% waived at least one contingency. Other contract contingencies that buyers waived were a financial contingency, home sale contingency, 
title contingency and other contract contingencies. Okay. So let's just back up and I'm going to press pause here before I keep going and talk about what these contingencies do for you. Number one, and when it is a good time and maybe not a good time to waive a contingency. If you're working with an agent, hopefully they've explained this to you. If you're not working with an agent or they haven't explained this to you, listen up. These contingencies are in place in your contract to protect you, the buyer, and your money. Let me repeat that. The contingencies are in place to protect you, the buyer, and your money. Let's start with the inspection contingency. Did you know that in California, the boilerplate contract that we use, the residential purchase agreement, basically states that you are incumbent, buyer, to do inspections on the property, physical inspections, inspecting paperwork, HOA documents, tax documents, title documents, uh, pool inspection, roof inspection, air conditioning inspection, whatever inspections. And you have a certain amount of time maximum to do this, or you can negotiate for shorter or longer, or you can waive it all together. Again, it basically states that it is your responsibility to do the inspections, and it's the seller's responsibility to let you in and not block you from any inspections that are considered reasonable. Know that. It's your right, and it's your responsibility. Another main inspection is your appraisal contingency. Now, this is paid for by the buyer, but it's ordered by the bank. It's typically blind, like they don't know who the appraisers are. They may have a pool of appraisers that they send the order out to, but they typically don't know who the actual appraiser is going to be ahead of time. The appraiser shows up, looks at the comps, inspects the property, gives an opinion of value that is good for that day. A lot of people don't realize this, but an appraisal is only good for the day that it's written, the day that it is given. Your third main contingency is your loan contingency. And that basically states you are approved for your loan, nothing's going to happen, and it just secures your finances. Now, you can keep all of these, and there's some other little contingencies that have to do with reviewing documents and title and other things, but your three big ones are inspection, appraisal, and loan. All of these protect you, all of them. Let's go back to inspection contingency. Why would you waive that? Well, maybe it's a home that you already know you're going to jump into it and you're going to um, remodel it. And keep in mind, waiving the inspection contingency does not waive your right to inspect the property. What it does is it waives your right to cancel the transaction based on what you find during your physical home inspections. Okay. You can can still inspect the property. It's still incumbent upon you to inspect your property, still your responsibility. You just can't use that as your get out of jail free card to cancel the transaction. But again, one main reason why you would waive it and, it, and and I would be okay with a client waiving an inspection contingency is if you walked in and you're like, oh, it's a complete gut job. We're going to spend 250 grand here remodeling or rebuilding or doing whatever, blowing walls out, doing whatever. 
But if the property's in livable condition, it's supposed to be moving ready. I personally wouldn't waive it. I'd have a really good inspection done and just see if there's anything hidden that you're not finding because you find things all the time, even on flip properties and new construction, people move in and within days they have an issue. Uh, I just saw somebody online right now. It's in Virginia of all places, but they're posting their just a quick break to say thank you again for tuning in and listening on a regular basis. I truly appreciate everything I get from my listeners and viewers. Just a reminder too to send all of your questions to realestate101 at ronevansrealty.com or 949-929-2270. If you'd like to speak about being a sponsor, email me or text me as well on that. Now back to the show issues daily on a home that they bought that was a flip property and it was purchased by a military person uh, who got out uh, back from his deployment and needed to find a house for his family, bought a flip property, looked like a brand new home. And within 48 hours was having their walls ripped out to have things repiped and lots of different things. And they had an inspection done. It just didn't uncover it. Could they have had maybe more inspections done or maybe was it the best inspection because it looked like a brand new property. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't, I'm not their inspector, but I'm just saying that these things can still happen. So there you go on the inspection contingency. Now let's talk about appraisal. The appraisal contingency protects you in case your property does not appraise for what you're paying for it, what uh, the amount of the loan that you're getting of the, the purchase price. Sometimes, especially in our current market that we're in, homes are selling so far above what the list price is that they're not appraising. It used to be very rare that I would encounter a property not appraising, but in the last year, I've had a couple, my fair share. What happens if you have your appraisal contingency? Well, it says I can choose to try to renegotiate the sales price with the, with the seller, and they have to be agreeable to that or I can choose as the buyer to bridge the gap of the appraisal, whatever the amount is, it might be $5,000, $10,000, $100,000. You just never know. Um, or I can just cancel and walk away if it doesn't appraise and I can't come to an agreement with the seller. That's if you keep it. If you waive that contingency, you're telling the seller, hey, I know you're asking a million for this, and I've offered you 1.1, so I'm $100,000 over list price because I had to beat out all the other competition. But I'm telling you, Mr. Seller, I'm waiving my appraisal contingency so that even in the event that this home comes in and it only appraises at a million dollars, I am telling you right now, I'm not going to cancel because of that. If you don't want to renegotiate with me, I've got the funds and the means to bridge that appraisal gap. That's what you're doing if you, if you waive it. If you've got the cash to do that, if you've got the financial backing to do that, fine. I have no problem with that. I truly feel even if you overpay and something doesn't appraise, it's going to catch up with how our market is within a year, two years on the outset anyway. So you're not going to be like, you know, living in an overpriced home uh, that's worthless. Uh, you just have to like know that that's what you paid for it and that's where you're at with your equity. But if you don't have that capability, do not get caught with your pants down and wave that. Do not. Your third one is your loan contingency. Now, this one's kind of tricky because it's dependent upon 
working with your lender. And typically the loan contingency comes up still with about, you know, it could be like a week or two before your closing escrow that you need to waive your loan contingency anyway. But if you waive it up front, you're basically telling the seller, I know that I'm good. My financing is good. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not worried about a possible issue where I've got to go buy a car that ends up messing up my loan approval or someone gets into an accident and I have to go spend a lot of money at a hospital or whatever that now my down payment money has gone and that messes up my loan approval. You're telling the seller you're golden. You're not worried about that. That's up to you. If you, I have no problem with you waiving it. If you're that confident, I have plenty of lenders that I work with that do all the, uh, approval ahead of time. They do the underwriting ahead of time before I even put in an offer to where I can waive. Uh, I feel comfortable. I feel confident and comfortable waiving uh, loan contingencies all the time because of that. I'm not worried about the, my client um, uh, messing anything up. One caveat that I follow too, though, is if I waive that, I try not to waive a lot of the other contingencies because you, you, you still need something that's, that can be your get out of jail free card. Not that that should ever be your intent. You should never go into a transaction thinking, hey, I can just cancel. I can find a way to cancel. Never do that. Never, ever, ever do that. Okay. Now that I've explained them all and why you would or wouldn't, let's continue. Due to tight inventory and with properties selling quickly, the market went into a frenzy as buyers resorted to several measures to outbid other buyers, such as waiving inspection contingency, ding, and appraisal contract contingencies, ding, making higher down payments and offering cash. Appraisal and inspection waivers accelerated during the months of April through June, which is a month when sales are seasonally rising. What might account for the decline in the share of buyers who waive contract uh, appraisal and inspection contingencies? One reason could be that with home prices continuing to rise, buyers are making sure they are getting their money's worth. A home purchase is the biggest investment a typical family ever makes. With the value of a home typically accounting for nearly 80% of total family wealth among homeowners. That comes from a 2019 NAR survey. As of December 2021, median existing home sales prices rose to $358,000, up 15.8% on a year over year. Now that's a national number. Here in Orange County, uh, I think we're over $800,000 as our median. And we went up about somewhere between 18 and 20% year over year uh, for 2021. The other reason is that the appraisal process appears to be moving faster. With the onset of the pandemic, appraisal issues accounted for a higher fraction of contract settlement delays from about 15% prior to the pandemic in January 2020 to a peak of 27% in July of 2021. Contract appraisals accounted for just 22% of contract settlement delays in the past three months to December, 2021. Now I can tell you from my own personal experience, why this happened in the contracts that I personally worked with in the last year, the ones that had appraisal issues was because my buyer was buying the first home on the block to go for sale in several years. So there were no, comparable sales 
for the appraisers to go off of. So they see these pie in the sky numbers, which at its foundation, the appraiser doesn't really care as long as he can back it up. He or she can back it up with the numbers that they're presenting back to the bank. They don't care that it's $100,000 uh, over list price as long as the numbers can back it up. Well, that one, that was the problem we were having through a lot of early 2021 as the market took off and you'd have someone put a home on the market and there was nothing else in the, for probably sometimes two, three, four, five years in that neighborhood that had sold. So you're trying to, you're grasping at straws, trying to find comps a half a mile away, a mile away in a similar neighborhood, but on the other side of town, right? Trying to do everything you could to justify an appraisal. Sometimes it worked, sometimes at least helped a little bit, but oftentimes we had some issues of low appraisals and you really you couldn't at that time you really couldn't fight them too much because there really wasn't anything to go off of to justify the pricing later in the year after you had all those homes early in the year go for crazy numbers as people went to sell later in 2021 and into now there are comps to kind of support it so you can kind of fight it if it does come in a little bit low but typically they're not then we're not having that problem anymore or as much of that problem anymore Contract appraisals accounted for just 22% of contract settlement delays in the past three months. So it's gone down. However, with increasing vaccination rates, it is likely that more appraisers are able to conduct an inspection or that an in-person appraisal can be scheduled. So appraisal delays have declined compared to January through July. That was the other thing too, is that in that first part of the year, all the appraisals were being done for the most part as drive-bys. And just looking online at pictures and things like that, they weren't able to come into homes or they weren't coming into homes. Now they can come into a home so that when you can talk to the appraiser and show them, here's all the upgrades in this home that this property has versus others, ways to justify the price. Here's a chart here uh, talking about the decline in appraisal issues um, that you'll see that goes from all the way back to 2015. Uh, it looks like through... 2021 at different points. And you can kind of see how it has worked. It used to be down, it's been as low as 10%. Now it's at 22, but it did peak at 27% or so. The higher share of GSE financing could also account for the decline in appraisal delays. As of December, GSE financing accounted for 73% of mortgage financing up from 66% in January, 2020, according to NARS RCI survey of realtors. On the other hand, the share of mortgage financing from FHA, VA, and USDA loans has declined from 32% pre-pandemic to just 22% as of 2021. Why is that a thing? Well, a lot of times appraisals on conventional loans or you know private money or whatever, regular bank loans, I don't want to say they're more lenient uh, on the surface, but when you're talking about FHA, VA, and USDA loans, homes have to make you know, have to meet certain qualifications to get those loans and they might be a little bit tighter according to nars rci december 2021 survey about five percent of appraisals conducted via a desktop automated valuation process fannie mae and freddie mac had used desktop underwriting prior to the pandemic fha also recently launched an automated underwriting system in october 2020. another little thing uh, that can help you be able to waive your appraisal contingency that I just completely forgot about is, um, or just recalled, is that if you're a conventional buyer, 
conventional loan and you're putting down a sizable down payment of 15, 20% or more, a lot of times you can get the bank through their underwriting process to waive the appraisal, but it's on a property by property, case by case basis. And it has to do with the valuation of everything. It's a formula that the system does um, that can get those waived. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. And if you, so if you get that waiver up front, then you can waive your appraisal contingency and you're, and you're fine. You, you don't have to worry about an appraisal coming back to bite you in the butt. Here's another chart about their uh, difference in uh, GSE mortgage financing uh, over the last couple of years, for, uh, conventional versus FHA and VA and USDA. The decline in buyers who are waiving appraisal and inspection contingencies is a healthy trend. It's a very healthy trend, I think. Buyers should pay for what a home is worth and be informed of potential issues that need to be addressed by the seller or anticipated by the buyer if the buyer wants to take the responsibility for addressing this issue at their own cost. If so, the buyer can negotiate for a lower price. Older homes, keep in mind, we deal with a lot of older resale homes in my area as well as across the country. Older homes are particularly more likely to have structural issues, which can include the presence of lead paint if it was built before 1978, ground shifting, we have that here, we're in an earthquake state, right? water damage, et cetera. About 53% of owner-occupied homes in the United States were built before 1980. The largest percentage of those old homes are in Washington, D.C., East Coast, New York, East Coast, Connecticut, East Coast, Rhode Island, East Coast, and Pennsylvania, also East Coast. Obviously, here on the West Coast, not nearly as many. We've had so much uh, growth and building, and that's that. That's that article. So hopefully you learned a little bit something here. You've learned that what I would tell you, consult with your agent. If you don't have an agent and you have questions for me, please consult with me. You can leave a comment or a question in the comments. You can email me direct realestate101 at ronevansrealty.com. You can send me a text message at 949-929-2270 and I'll get back to everybody that I can. You need to be informed as the buyer of what your rights are and what you are obligated to do in a transaction and what the ramifications potentially could be if you waive some of those rights. That's what you need to know. But you also need to know that don't let somebody just tell you, oh, to get this house, you're going to have to do X. It may or may not be. Follow the trends. See what other people are doing first. And when worse comes to worse in your area, make sure that the your agent is talking to, you know, the listing agent before you put your buyer in and ask them like, Hey, do, do they need to do this? And if they do need to do this, what kind of protections can you offer back? Everything's a negotiation in real estate. Don't ever forget that. It's all a negotiation. See you again soon. Folks, I appreciate your continued support. If you haven't already done so, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Leave your comments and questions below and I'll get back to you when I can. Have a great day. See you soon.